You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Thursday, August 26th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, especially after last night, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, to which I am a staff writer for. Or maybe you uh, like entertainment stuff, if that is by any chance something that if, uh, is down your lane more, especially with how the Padres have been playing, you might actually want to be more involved with the pop culture world more than usual. Uh, you can check out my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Adverse Play, Discussing Film Crit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, you can check out, if you'd like, uh, the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. I love interacting with you guys, and... Yeah, definitely be sure to do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, but please just promise me one thing, call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, all right, how many times do I got to say it? The San Diego Padres, they are no longer a tragedy. They are a comedy, ladies and gentlemen. I've been saying they are nothing but a clown show. A clown show. Oh, we think the 2010 Padres. That's the comparison people want to make, right? Well, their collapse was pretty bad. Yeah, well, in fairness, the Padres a little bit came out of nowhere that year. In fairness, in fairness. And they didn't have all these superstars on paper. The only thing you could say to defend this team is that, well, it's tough division. Tough division, man. Some of the two best teams in baseball in our division. But that doesn't excuse you, you're walking up to work every day. You get out of that clubhouse, apparently, for the Padres. Instead of putting on, you know, maybe, maybe face paint, you know, maybe you're putting on your batting gloves. Instead, you're getting your little wig and you're getting your little clown makeup. Because that's what they are. They're a clown show. I stayed up until 4 a.m., ladies and gentlemen. I am delirious right now. I'm sorry that the podcast couldn't come out sooner. Your boy just needed sleep. I couldn't stay up until 5. Sorry, I had some things to do first. I'm still upset. 16 inning game last night. 16 innings. A game in which, where should I even start? Where should I even start? Let's start with the only good news (laughs) of last night. Let's start with the literally only good news of last night. And that's Blake Snell, which is crazy to say, by the way, that the Padres had a cloud show game and it actually didn't have to do whatsoever with Blake Snell for once. In the game, Snell goes seven and two thirds innings, allowing only one run on three hits, walking zero, which was great, and striking out 10, 122 pitches. He generated 11 whiffs on the slider. One of the things that we'll be talking about for part two of my crossover with Jeff Snyder, which you're going to hear after I'm done ranting, is that uh, Blake Snell, in fairness, has actually seen some more legitimate changes to his mechanics, I guess. And we saw that again last night. He only threw eight curveballs, no change-ups, all four-seam fastballs and all sliders. Clearly, the Dodgers couldn't catch up on it. I thought there were a couple times 
when it was just the Dodgers not exactly just they they had the pitch but they just didn't hit it all that well. But these days, I don't care. Bottom line is he did generate those whiffs and he did get ten strikeouts and most importantly, he didn't walk anybody. He was a gamer last night. All right. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's basically it. So if you're if you're one of those types, if you're the fate of heart, and that's all you, you only want to hear the good news. Hey, you heard about the good news? Y'all sleeping on me, huh? Had a good snooze? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's not where you're getting today. Shout out Kanye West for those lyrics. Uh, look, where do I begin? I, I, I mean, seriously, I don't know where I don't know where to begin. The clown show is so all over the place, right? First of all, let, let's also talk about how the game ends, right? In the bottom of the 15th inning, Fernando Tatis Jr., who did not have a good game, for the record. He had four strikeouts, just the most of anyone on the team. Even more than and than, uh, than Eric Hosmer, who went 0 for 7, by the way, for the record. He was even worse. Eric Hosmer, clubhouse leadership. You know, the, you know the, the meme with the hot dog guy who says, we're all trying to figure out who did this? That's Eric Hosmer uh, in the dugout giving speeches after every game. Uh, uh, if he is giving speeches after the game, I don't know. I just know that he did it over the weekend when they got no hit. Yeah, that, that's not. Remember when they got no hit? By the way, guys, just, yeah, who knew that that would be that you, you know the last of their pathetic losses? I guess that the the Padres would have. But in this game, uh, Tatis actually has an incredible moment. It's three forty or whatever at night, bottom of the fifteenth inning. After the Dodgers had taken the lead. Three to one after a Trey Turner single and a Billy McKinney of all people single. Fernando Tatis Jr. ties it with a home run. It was just incredible. I actually am pretty happy about that. So that that was the other good news is that at least Tatis still shows that he can be a gamer and be clutch as hell sometimes. But um, it needs to be brought up. Everything else. Jace Tingler, Adam Frazier. I mean, Adam Frazier has a moment in this game, guys. And I'm sorry if I'm not being super empirical enough for you and I don't have all the stats down and I don't have like, you know. I'm just kind of recollecting and just going. So so humor me for a little bit while I just lose my mind, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Frazier, at one point in these extra innings games, they walk Tommy Pham in its first and third with, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was one out when this happens. And he swings on the first pitch with the like weakest pop-up. Like me throwing a bouncy ball in my living room uh, up to the second baseman. I was like, Adam Frazier, you are garbage. What are we doing? Adam Frazier took it like... You know, we, we, we suspect that. I said, hey, maybe he might be due for some regression. High Babbitt first half. He's basically just a batting average singles and on-base guy. He doesn't have a lot of power, and he's never really done anything quite like this before. He's basically just been an, an average MLB player for a while. Uh, and I suggested, you know, it's it's possible that he could regress, but still, 330, 390 on-base, like, that's, it would take a big regression. Well, he took offense to that, Adam Frazier. He took offense this mother effer took offense to me suggesting that his regression would be like, oh, he might just be an average player. No, 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 no. Adam Frazier said, excuse me? How dare you believe in me? I'm going to be the Clint Frazier of infielders. I'm going to be Isan Diaz of the Miami Marlins. An absolute joke, Adam Frazier is. At one point in this game, the Padres hadn't had a hit since the fifth inning. I believe that was the 14th inning that they were in. The Padres hadn't had a hit. A hit. We're an extra innings ball. If you get a single, we might win the game. If you move the guy over to third and get a sack fly, we might win the game. Now let me talk about Jace Tingler, the clown known as Jace Tingler, who, let me let me just reemphasize this. I talked about this with Larry Rothschild last week, and I don't like blaming managers all the time because it does feel like it is just a, a thing to do. It's a sacrificial goat, a sacrificial lamb, sorry, not a goat. Goats are, goats are cool. But it's a sacrificial lamb thing where we like blaming, blaming the manager. But Jace Tingler, what are we doing? So you pinch hit 
in the in the ninth inning when it's a tie game for Jake Marisnik, who uh, to this day I st- I'm still having trouble understanding why they traded for Jake Marisnik. By the way, I don't know why, and I'm not just saying this because Jorge Mateo has been killing it over in Baltimore. I just don't understand why you don't just say, ah, screw it, let's just keep Mateo as a backup outfielder. Like it's not like we should trade something for this guy Marisnik. Okay, so you do that, and then you immediately lose Marisnik for another pinch. So that creates a situation. For the rest of the game, this may be, we don't have these innings. Now, don't get me wrong. They still got to just get a hit. But maybe we don't have a situation where Daniel Camarena, Ryan Weathers, you know, or Ryan Weathers and Joe Musgrove have to get the game-winning single. How often do you guys find a team that is in a situation where, and I'm not blaming the Dodgers for this. Anybody who says the Dodgers are, are snakes for this, no. They're just taking advantage of apparently our manager who doesn't know anything anymore, Right? who just decide, they're like, let's just walk Manny Machado and Jay Cronenworth. They were able to do that twice, ladies and gentlemen, twice. How often do you see that teams, it is literally a better strategy to not just intentionally walk one batter, but two batters? Two! Two! I are you kidding me? So yes, I know Manny Machado 0 for 4 and 0 for 5 and just saved to Jay Cronenworth, but like, I, I mean, part of it is because they got two bats taken away from them. And part of that is just just randomly decided to take out Will Myers. Unless I've missed something. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry if I haven't checked. I'm in a rush. And I didn't get to record my episode after the game. I stayed up until 4.30 last night. Um, it's not like Myers was injured. And not to mention, Myers made a good defensive play that day. I know Brisdick is better. But like Myers made a nice little catch early out of the game. Very cute. Um, it wasn't as incredible as the A.J. Pollock catch. But still, nonetheless... Will Myers is not, like, great defensively. He's not a plus defender. But he's not as, like, you know, a much of a liability, at least this year, as he used to be. Probably just because he's sprinting to the ball a lot faster. At least that's what uh, it feels like from my perspective. But because of that move, that brilliant move by Master Strategist, the Shikamaru Nara, apparently, the, the, the Bethany from Queen's Gambit type of move to pinch hit for a guy, and then he doesn't even bat, by the way, Jake Brisnick. No, 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 forget that. It's just clown stuff. It's just clown stuff. Not to mention, by the way, and look, I get that some people will say this is why it's dumb to watch pitchers hit. I agree. But right now, you know what the rule is, and you can't be in a situation where they could just be like, let's walk two guys. Not to mention, by the way, not to mention, how have I, like I just said, how often is it that walking two straight batters is actually good for a team intentionally? That's embarrassing. But in this extra innings rule, when you know that this was an inning that started with a guy at second base, and they're still able to do that. Clowns. Clowns. There was rundowns at third base that made no sense. Manny Machado nearly had almost had an errant throw at one point, but I don't care. He's he's cleared of all charges. I, I'm fine with that. And I did. I haven't even mentioned that the reason we got into this mess was because Jace Tingler, Jace Tingler. Like I said, I'm not going to say that I hate the guy and that he deserves to be fired as some people. But what a clown game from Jace Tingler, and especially a little bit lately with some of his lineup decisions. It's like, can we have a consistent lineup, please? Can we maybe Eric take Eric Hosbrow out of the lineup just a little bit more? Eh, actually, in fairness, Hosmer has been able to draw a lot of walks lately, so he's at least been slightly more productive than usual. But nonetheless, um, you take out. Why don't you take Blake Snell out after seven innings, or seven and a thirds after he got that one strikeout? This is when you decide to leave Blake Snell in. I, you, you better hope that Blake Snell was just demanding to be kept in the game. But even still, why? He's at 122 pitches. I know the bullpen is gassed. Well, guess what? We ended up gassing the bullpen anyway. If you were trying to save the bullpen and make it that we could only use Mark Lance in this game, congratulations, because we still ended up using the entire bullpen to try to win this game. And then we lost. Padres have lost 11 of their last 13 games. They're 15-20 and 20 since the All-Star break. 
ladies and gentlemen, that's just the killing joke. It's a beautiful joke. It's a beautiful joke. God bless San Diego Padres. They are garbage, and they're, I just, I can't say they're not making the playoffs, because in fairness, the Reds did also lose last night. I can't say definitively, but they really don't even deserve it at this point. The only thing we have to look forward to is maybe Tatis was the MVP. Absolute joke of a team, and I do not have any idea what type of changes are coming in the offseason, and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot, because this is a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Uh, but you know what isn't an absolute disgrace, guys? These very special protein bars, guys. They are, of course, the Built Bars, ladies and gentlemen. Not only are they soft and easy to chew, you know, covered in 100% chocolate, they also have plenty of different flavors. They've got the strawberry uh, cheesecake flavor that just came out. they got cookies and cream, German chocolate, strawberry, coconut, cherry, barcia, all sorts of flavors with random new flavors coming out every now and then for limited time. It's really great. They have everything you could want, and they all taste really good. And on top of that, they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And now because you guys are listening to this podcast, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now one more message, guys, before, believe it or not, we we rewind back to the second part of my crossover with Jeff when I was actually a little bit more happier. It's crazy. I'm actually talking with Jeff and I'm infinitely more optimistic and happy than I am right now. Clown show, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's talk about the series coming for- going forward, man. What are you expecting from Blake Snell? So I will say Blake Snell's been a disaster this year, no doubt. I think it's been highly discussed. I imagine even uh, people listening to your podcast are probably familiar. One of the bigger busts at starting pitcher in the National League in general this year. Some might say Max Freed. I say no because Blake Snell, they traded a decent amount for him. Luis Patino is now looking pretty decent for Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. It's a little bit late, guys, if you hear me stuttering, just for me, I'm on, I'm on East Coast time, so it's a little bit late if you're wondering why I'm sounding ridiculous. But um, with Blake Snell, he's actually, past three starts, not terrible, honestly. He had a really great start against the D-backs, his best of the season, and I don't think it was just the D-backs. I think it was maybe like 30-70 um, in terms of it being Blake Snell, maybe 40-60 around that, uh, being just him pitching well, and then it's just being the D-backs, because He's seen a little bit of a mechanical change. He's been using his four-seam fastball and his slider a whole lot more. Uh, I think he, he generates a lot of whiffs on the sliders, so I have liked that. And his last start, five innings, two runs, not too, too bad. So what I'm expecting from Blake Snell is just, eh, I don't know, though, because it is the Dodgers lineup. They are fully healthy now. The fact that the worst player in that lineup is probably a former MVP. Uh, and Cody Bellinger, is it great? And to be honest with you, I think Bellinger will be fine. He, maybe he peaked. I don't know. But I think that it's just an injury-riddled season for him, the shoulder thing. Um, but for the most part, I think that Snell is going to struggle a little bit because the Dodgers, I don't think, are a lineup that is going to allow him to stay at a low pitch count uh, for sure. And he has struggles with that. So I'm not expecting a lot from Blake Snell. Usually I'd be excited because they still have the bullpen to rely on, but I don't know how much we're going to be down by, and especially considering the offense isn't looking good. Um, it'll be a big test. If he does have a good outing, then we might be able to be a little bit more excited about him. And if he just makes it out alive past the fourth inning, I'd be quite honest with you, pretty, pretty thrilled with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after a bullpen game, obviously the Padres would love for Snell to get kind of deep into the game. Um, and, and so I'm sure that's going to be part of the Dodgers game plan is to come out and work the count. Uh, since, I mean, that's something they have a history both this year and uh, last October of doing with Snell of working his pitch count. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers have Walker Bueller going up against him. That's 2021 National League Cy Young Award winner, Walker Bueller. Uh, 
God. Oh, God. Corbin Barrett's man. Stop it. <laughs> stop is, it. Is he still in the league? Man. Yes. He's, he's great this year. Stop. He, he, he is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's I a toss Corbin up, Burns is going to enjoy his second or third place finish. Uh, Zach Wheeler's got an argument too. You know, Zach Wheeler and Corbin Burns and all the Brandon NL Woodruff can all fight over second right and third place. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, the, the Walker Bueller, you can't feel super comfortable as a Padre fan offensively. Uh, you know, with your, you know, Cronenworth's a lefty, but, you know, Machado and Tatis, kind of the top two hitters are both righties. Walker Bueller is, uh, is really, really tough. He's tough against everybody, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? You, you, what do you expect the Padres to try to do against Walker Bueller? Uh, oh God, what can I even say at this point? Uh, since the lineup is all out of whack, I don't really know, but you, you basically kind of nailed it right on the head. I think Walker Bueller is just, he's kind of one of those guys that, burned people a little bit i think people my theory about this is i think was it last year that he was a little bit shaky yeah right he, he was the he, last couple of years he he started uh he sometimes has struggled at the beginning of seasons i mean he mm-hmm. went he only made like nine starts last year okay. uh you know in the shortened season uh 2019 he had he, he started off pretty pretty shaky uh and and then turned it on towards the end of the season yeah, it feels like Bueller is one of those guys that start like because of some of the high, you know, early starts, like you said, people are like they, they get a little bit bullish on him and then they're disappointed when he, I don't know, is human and isn't Jacob deGrom. So I think that that's kind of what happens with him sometimes. But Walker really is tremendous, uh, to be honest with you. I really think that all the NL awards are kind of really interesting this year. I actually think the American League MVP is kind of cemented already. I love you, Vlad, but still stop let's stop overthinking this um but with the nl even rookie of the year i think is going to be interesting and bueller i joked about corbin burns but it's one of those things where one start could separate the guys right if one of them gets lit up whether it be bueller tomorrow or be burns his next star i think he was good tonight if i'm not mistaken but uh we'll have to see it's definitely gonna be an interesting race but yeah i don't know exactly what the padre strategy is going to be because one frustrating thing about them is they've had a lot of situations this year where, like I mentioned before, with batting average and on base skills, they get on base, but then the guy swings at the first pitch and grounds into a double play, hits a pop up or whatever. They they decide to be very disciplined when guys aren't on base, then extremely not disciplined. They they're kind of always looking for that big hit, but they never seem to get it. Last year they were getting them all the time and from everybody. Um, even for a good portion of this year, with guys like Victor Caratini coming up with big hits against the Cincinnati Reds, who are now leading the wild card. Thankfully, they lost uh um the, the, the their last game so they didn't gain too much ground but uh yeah bueller is probably going to be a problem for the padres tomorrow if it isn't then it's just baseball man what do you want me to tell you he might just be due for a bad start i don't really know and then on, on thursday uh you darvish is maybe coming back to make the start mm-hmm. against max mm-hmm. scherzer i guess my big question in that game with scherzer going is do you expect daniel camarena in the starting lineup for the padres <laughs> i was just about to say that thank you yeah uh the Camarena thing was just, uh, wow. Like that feels like a year ago, the Camarena, the Slamarena moment with Don Arcillo losing his mind, which was so, so fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, they probably will have to put him in the starting lineup. The thing with the Padres is they don't have a lot of bench pieces that are performing at least above average. You know, I, I love Hassan Kim. Like I like him. He's fun to watch. I love the clubhouse stuff, but he can't hit. He can field, great fielder, but he cannot field, uh, he cannot hit whatsoever. And then Jerickson Profar, clearly just showing last year, was a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, he's been regressing uh, tremendously as well. And then Adam Frazier, like we just mentioned, the Padres infield, a little bit of a mess with the exception of Tatis and Machado right now. Um, and then Max Scherzer, 
he might want revenge against the Padres. You know what I mean? He might be excited to be like, all right, screw this team. I'm so mad that for some reason they just completely destroyed uh, via the last start, including their pitcher. So he's going to be motivated, but uh, who knows having Cameron in the lineup might actually be a benefit for this team. And you mentioned you Darvish. Yeah. Darvish had heading um, onto the IL after starting against Arizona, I believe. Uh, so hopefully he's okay. But even if he's back, he's been so bad for a while now. The only good start he had was against Arizona and you know, it's Arizona. So it's, you can't look too much into it even though I just hyped up Blake Snell start against him, but it's different. And basically it's this post sticky stuff thing. And everyone's looking at you Darvish and he's been kind of victim on that. I know there's a little bit of numbers on Max Scherzer with just his fastball specifically, but it clearly hasn't affected him uh, in terms of the, the end goal ERA type of stuff. So it's not a game that I'm excited for, for the Padres uh, in the slightest, uh, none whatsoever. So, so do you think it was a sticky stuff thing with Darvish or was there whatever eventually in it putting him on the IL? Do you think that was something that was nagging at him or was that a, you know, a, a injury unrelated to the fact that he'd been really bad? Part of me wants to do the popular thing that'll get me all the likes and stuff and just blame Larry Rothschild, who was just uh, fired, which we haven't talked about yet. Um I think it's a mixture of things. I think Darvish, in fairness, he's not always been the most healthy pitcher over the course of his career. He's definitely dealt with injuries before, but even still, I would say no, because it's not like he was facing the Reds and Dodgers every day or even the Giants or anything like that. Like like I said, Arizona, Colorado, Miami, and they he just couldn't have a decent start against those teams. Not even a quality start by the technical terms of it, six innings, three runs or less. He just wasn't doing that. So I think it might've been a little bit to do with it, but otherwise, you know, you could say the wear and tear it's a long season, but uh, no, I, I honestly think that Darvish has just been a really bad second half regression guy. And really the only reliable consistently reliable guy in the rotation has been Joe Musgrove basically this year. So uh, with the, you know, you mentioned Max Scherzer might have a chip on his shoulder about his last outing against the Padres, you know, Trey <laughs> Turner, was traded by the Padres. He might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And, and a lot of the guys who've been in this Dodgers Padres, you know, division rivalry uh, for a while, uh, you know, I have to think that the Dodgers players might really enjoy uh, kind of putting a, a shovel full of dirt on the Padres coffin. If they have a chance to knock the, you know, wh- where the Padres are in the standings right now, is very precarious and the Dodgers kind of coming into the series, knowing that they could, uh, you know, stab him in the back a little bit uh, probably uh, appeals to the Dodgers a little bit, even if the Dodgers weren't just wanting to win for the sake of winning the division, you know, that, that rivalry uh, might be kind of fun for them. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. It's that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen. It is football season, and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo ladies and gentlemen make a bet on the thursday september 9th 9th there we go season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using promo code nfl 100 fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action from football to basketball to obviously baseball boxing whatever don't miss out remember to use that promo code locked on as well guys bet online your online sportsbook 
experts. And now, guys, this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. But don't worry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a car chain store or whatever? Why would you do that? You know, for example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, it's 353 from a chain store. Only 216 from Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Always reliable uh, prices, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and to even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Remember, guys, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they got to be motivated. I, I mean, one thing is, in fairness, this is we still have three other series or hold on two other series after this against uh, against you guys. So maybe we'll see. But otherwise, they would love to just add on to at least the momentum right now. They're they're down. They're battered. They're not going to be like the Ali photo where he holds back the punch or whatever. No, they're going in for it. You know what I mean? They're going in for the kill and they probably should. I'm wondering, Jeff, would you rather face i don't know how playoffs would work out but would you rather face the reds or the padres and i'm wondering like which team scares you a little bit more you might say the padres because better their stars might be a little bit more i don't know they feel like they have a gamer vibe to it but i'm just curious what is kind of the feeling in In a wild card game you mean Mm -hmm. yeah in a wild card game yeah yeah you know I generally don't like to answer that question because it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, you're tempting fate to like, I, I always think it's funny. Like when people say you ought to let the team with the best record, choose their opponent. It's like no team would do that. No team's going to mm-hmm. say, I want to play this team because oh, yeah. it's, it's just mm-hmm. bulletin board material. And I know I'm just a podcaster, fun, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, so fun. <laughs> for me, it comes down to pitching, you know, and uh, it, it comes down to who's healthy on the, on the Padres and who's performing, you know, and, if it's going to be as of right now, the current Padres roster, none of their starting pitchers really scare me that much of mm-hmm. the guys who are healthy. And so, you know, whereas on, on the Reds, you've got, you know, Wade Miley's been really good somehow. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily scare me, but, you know, maybe the Dodgers could sign Scott Van Slyke. I know he uh, always took care of Wade Miley, but, uh, you know, I, I I guess I'd probably rather play the Padres in the wild card game at this point, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I also know the Padres would definitely get up for that game. And, you know, the Padres, when they've been successful this year, a lot of it's because they play with so much emotion and everything. And it's hard to mm-hmm. keep that up when you have lost 18 out of 17 games or whatever it is right now for them, 10 of but, 12 right now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, but I think for a wild card game against the Dodgers, the Padres would get that emotion up one, one last time. And, mm-hmm. you know, basically my answer is the Dodgers need to catch the giants and, and not have to worry about playing in the wild card game because uh, that's really the only acceptable answer for me at this point. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, and wild card game is just such a, you're just begging for anything to happen. I mean, this is, we've seen everything happen in wildcard games before they're, they're fun, but they're also extremely somewhat anticlimactic. Sometimes to be honest with you, they're always great games that usually, usually, but then it's like, wow, like that's it. Like that's just these, these two teams are one of them is going home. Um, and I think that with the Padres, you, I, I guess I would say one thing is that 
about the Darvish thing, which we, we already covered past that, but I would say Darvish has been good against the Dodgers this year. If there's any kind of silver lining, I think he's only allowed three total runs and three starts against them. I think he's gone seven innings once in those three starts, just pulling this from my memory banks right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's been great uh, against the Dodgers. So he stepped up for those, those starts, which is, which is really cool. So maybe he'll be able to do that, but coming off the IL, I don't, I actually, part of me wants to just be like, I'd really rather not go into that game, but you, you have to, because you don't want to, tax the bullpen too much that's the other thing about the Padres is that their their bullpen is great for most of the season I would say probably the best in baseball however you lose Drew Pomeranz uh he's gone for the season who was arguably one of the most underrated relievers in the division this year um and then on top of that they've just been taxed too much you know they cherry for Daniel Hudson but he's blown a couple games and you know you have guys like Craig Stammen who's just like Craig Stan, I feel so bad for Craig Stan. He's like the sacrificial lamb for whenever the Padres need to have somebody out there. They're like, all right, you pitched one inning last night, too bad. You're starting two days from now. And if you get killed, the fans will just be mad at you and, and hate you and want you traded and all that, even though, you know, it's not entirely your fault. So Craig, poor Craig Stammen is always getting thrown out to the woodshed. But, I think uh, that's yeah. the deal he made with the devil because he's been in the major leagues, I believe since 1974. <laughs> yes. I just checked it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, you can play for 186 years, but your manager is going to treat you like crap. And you know what? Yeah. Craig, Craig Stammen signed up for that. And so, you yeah. know, I, I don't feel bad for him. He's going to get treated like a running back on a franchise tag in the NFL. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just not, look, I've been very sad throughout this. Look, it's gotten dark, Jeff. Like I've been playing like Nintendo switch games a lot more while watching the games. I've been swiping through way too many dating apps, just making myself even I'm like a masochist. Like instead of just accepting my Padres losing, I'm like, okay, let me also go through the losses on this stupid app right here. Coffee meets bagel is what I'm ex- experimenting with. That's right. Days. Ladies hobby is single. <laughs> it's hard if to you, believe right? if you're interested in <laughs> Pinterest fail Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Javi is available. Hit him up. <laughs> and I will say that callback to the joke you made preseason. Um, it basically seems like a lot of the things we said uh, came true uh, for the most part, except for my Grisham MVP take, which everyone screw off, whatever. I, I wanted to make a bull take. Um, but the big thing with the Padres this year was can the back end of the rotation be really good and at least be really good four or fives, I should say. They don't have to be Julio Urias good, uh, but they just be solid guys with an ERA of like 3.8, 3.9, just to give a rough estimate. And some of that happened with Joe Musgrove, who's been the big breakout this year. But then the other thing we talked about, which you mentioned, of course, too, was whether or not the developments with Will Myers and Eric Hosmer were going to ring true. And Will Myers, I think you you made it, you said it obviously derogatory uh, that he's slightly above average, which is okay. Like, to be honest with you, like I'm not that, um, you know, upset with Myers. I actually think considering his advanced stats with all the hard hits and barrel rate being like the lowest of his career, the fact that he's been able to at least just draw a lot of walks this year and be able to get a couple of hits every now and then is really exciting. But then Hosmer is just after the launch angle improvements, he just completely regressed as I think his ground ball rate is back over like 56% this year. And then you have Hassan Kim who hits the ball on the ground 49% of the time. So it's been, they just haven't had enough consistency from their team where I just want guys that are going to be average, right? We already have the stars. I don't need to worry about Will Myers hitting slugging 600 again. I just need Eric Hosmer to be an average major league baseball first baseman. He hasn't been that Tommy Pham, Bad first month, elite two months, 
And then just atrocious, basically, since July, th- uh, July 1st, WRC plus below 100. Uh, Grisham, a little bit battling injuries, but even him, he's had some rough patches, right? So every time the Padres seem to have some things going for them, you either have your AJ Pollock catch or you just have your situation like when the aforementioned Trent Grisham ties the game against the Rockies um, a couple days ago, maybe, maybe a week ago. I don't know. Time doesn't make sense anymore where he ties the game in the bottom of the ninth inning with, um, or top of the ninth with two outs. And then Daniel Hudson gives the walk-off home run in Dalton Varsho. So it's just been one of those teams that's miserable, but I think people have to understand that it's not just injury luck with the rotation. It's just nothing's going right for the team right now. Yeah. And uh, to show how sad it is, you just combine two different games in your mind you combine the CJ Crone walk-off home run with the Dalton Varsho walk-off home run in describing what <laughs> happened. Uh, that, that's, that's how rough things have been for you guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did just combine the two games. What, what was Dalton Varsho? What was, all right, whatever. But thank you for, for picking that up. Look, it's late guys. I'm tired. And all the well, losses melt together at this point. Yeah. The good news is we have talked longer than we probably needed to. So uh, <laughs> I think we could probably wrap this up, you know, two more games coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least when my episode's going live, I'm not sure if your episode's going live on Wednesday or not, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I could just say, you know, in, in case yours doesn't go live till Thursday. So yeah, that, that Walker Bueller, no hitter was really cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll see. We'll see. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll get a couple Tatis is due. I'll say that much by due. I mean, he hasn't done anything in like four days. So maybe he'll, he hit his second home run of the game off of Max Scherzer. Really, really great stuff. Very exciting. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Hey, Javi, it's always fun talking to you. Uh, it, it's more fun after the Dodgers beat the Padres, but in general, <laughs> it's always fun anyway. Thanks, uh, man. Even Likewise. though you are my arch nemesis, apparently. <laughs> the rivalry that the Dodgers and Padres never could be. Padres v. Dodgers for uh, dawn of sadness, I guess this time, I don't know really what to call it, whatever the next no way home. Is there a plan? No way home. Uh, I don't I can't know. think of one right now, but All we'll, I we'll think of one for the future. The Padres play the giants 10 more times this year. And, uh, I wouldn't yeah. mind the Padres getting up for those games. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see, man. But get uh, it done, Javi. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But I, as, as always, man, it's been a fun. It's absolutely. Been a blast. And, uh, my listeners check out Javi on Twitter at Javi Peno with two eyes, right? J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And, uh, you know, obviously all Javi's listeners, uh, I'm kind of a jerk on Twitter, at least to, to Javi. <laughs> so if, if that appeals to you, check me out at Snydog, S-N-I-D-O-G. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you again soon, Javi. All right. Take care, man. And zip zap you da bingo, everybody. That about does it for my discussion with Jeff Snyder. Hopefully you enjoyed this insane episode today after what was last night's debacle. And hopefully it maybe put a smile on your face. If not, then I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry because the Padres aren't doing it for you, obviously. And I'm sorry. I recommend go watching some new TV shows or whatever that might make you happy. Maybe Ted Lasso, which I know there's some dumb discourse around that show right now because... Not entirely dumb, but there's a lot of uh, exaggerations and hyperbole around that show right now. But anyway, uh, I'm talking too much. Uh, one last thing, guys. Betting on the Padres doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, tomorrow I'll probably end up ranting about another 
debacle that the Padres go through tonight because that's just all they've been doing lately. 11 of their last 13 guys. You know how hard that is? Especially when you've been playing garbage teams for most of that stretch. Uh, just a disgrace of a team. And then uh, also on Friday, maybe I might be talking with Brent McGuire of Locked on Angels. Depends on whether or not if he gets back to me. Geez, for this weekend series against the Angels. Might talk about Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams. Some thoughts that I have on both of them and their developments and kind of the future of the team because now they're becoming the new hope of, of the team, I guess. It's going to be a new hope next year with those guys. Uh, like it's Star Wars. But anyway, guys, uh, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure to send me some five-star reviews if you don't mind to make up for last night at this cloud show of a team. I'm going to keep saying cloud show because that's what they are. I don't, they're a dumpster fire. That's what they are, ladies and gentlemen. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast, baby, to cheer me up and make up for it. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.